Hi, Jimmy here. Welcome to a special bubble episode. Just before we recorded our Indiana Jones pitches, Sheppy and I caught up and it had been the first time we'd seen each other in over a month. We thought we'd snip the conversation from the epic indie pod and release it separately. We talked about Sheppy's recent 90s thriller season, Deliverance, Only Fools and Horses, Hercule Poirot, and capped it all with a chat about kneecapping. Hope you enjoy. I've been expecting you. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I just sat on my glasses. Uh, I took off my jumper thinking that I would be too warm, threw it over there, and then said in my mind consciously, that was a mistake. I'm going to need that jumper. So I moved to go and get it, and I heard a crunch. I'm like, I've just sat on my glasses, which I had just taken off because I had taken off my jumper. So <laughs> what a shame. So now they're crooked, and I tried to straighten them a bit just before we started. It made this big crack noise, and some water lens is going to fall out and plop in my tea. So we'll see what happens. Very exciting, Jimmy. Oh. Very exciting. Well, let me tell you, from where I'm sitting, the crack looks like it was a Martin Riggs recent reallocation of your shoulder blade, you know, back in, and um, your, your arm socket and your... Your, your glasses well, I, I hope... pass a, uh, a test of a, you know, a, a spirit level right now, Sheppy, as far as I can They're see. now like hardcore. They're going to meet the Rene Russo version of the glasses and they're going to compare little moments and scars like that. And that's where the dog bit me, stuff like this. Ball play with glasses, spect spectacle testicles. That's tricky to say. That's going to be the tagline. Done. Oh, my God. How are you, Jimmy? How I'm are you, bad. sir? Mm. Are you well? I'm very good, Sheppy. I'm good. I'm good. Um, uh, yeah, it feels like a lot. It's been a long time, isn't it, since we've been a while. So, oh well, that's yeah. the opening line to your favourite show, Star Trek Enterprise. It's been a long time. So there you go. We know what our signing in music will be this week. <laughs> Jimmy, off the record or on, uh, is life well? Because it has been a while. Like, is is nice? Happy, happy holiday. Happy everything. I think happy holiday. I've got our, our, our gear from England arrived yesterday after eight years, Sheppy. Can you believe? Oh, wow. Um, we... Have you got my Doctor Who DVD? Season one. <laughs> I, I will find it this weekend and I promise to. Um, <laughs> she, she, take a photo. Yeah, I will. I will. Any shenanigans. With you holding a newspaper. <laughs> That's exciting. Are you going through all of it, or yeah, do you man. know what's in it? Exactly. So much yeah. stuff. It's all silly stuff that should have just been binned, really, but not binned, <laughs> but cherished. Charity shops, apart from the right. DVD, but um, but I think uh, you know, it's just it's just cute and interesting and like fun, and I don't even know. Like you know what I mean? It's just madness, ships. Like yeah. you forget what you've yeah. got after eight years, don't you? You know? And yeah, I forgot game. what I had last summer. <laughs> I'm finding t-shirts. I'm like, oh yeah. I, I mean, I just, I will never forget. Like, I saw you. I think the week before, like, you know. Yeah. It, 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 I like, was the there when uh, the cleaners came and and did it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When they get yeah, just the the morning we left. Yeah. But they were Polish. <laughs> I see. Jim Dolly's one of them. He didn't know where to look. <laughs> That's nice. 
but I just I remember um like we we're at your birthday in Poland the week before I and I had zero we thought we were then going on holiday the following week instead I was seconded to Australia for a, a thing with work and that was it oh, so like, what was meant to be like a week turned into four turned into yeah. you know, eight years astonishing anyway astonishing. i nice think i have a photo i'm sure i have a photo of us walking down the street outside your place uh, it's like a selfie as we're walking and oh, you're not yeah. doing the jimmy duck face blue steel for once uh, because <laughs> i think you're concentrating on not tripping over because we're walking and i'm doing the photo and you're looking up into the lens and you're doing a sort of a ah! face and i'm doing a ah! face. and it's very sweet <laughs> well that's nice man it's good I'll I have the confidence not to hide behind the duck face. Because when you've got this face, Sheppy, you have the duck face. But <laughs> anyway. Well, that needs to be on a T-shirt. <laughs> um, well, how are you, though, mate? Uh, More importantly, like, talk to me. Because there's not much really has been happening in my life, Shep. Honestly, to be fair. It's just did you have a nice hard. holiday? Yeah, that was very pleasant. It was just, um, I will say this, actually, which is quite interesting of it. Like, um, and we would have made a meal of it, you and I, for sure. Um, but the, uh, it definitely felt like the the staff were imminently going to uprise. Like, that sort of smiley, smiley. And then you, if you just kept looking at them in a second, <laughs> they'd be like, but they were very friendly and it was all Fiji time, Fiji time. And um and Oh, it sounds like the menu. Yeah, it was really fun. Well, I I I actually don't know the menu, but it was just really um yeah, and, and just talking to a couple of characters, you know, at the resort or whatever, and it just I think one of the couple of theories going around is like during COVID, obviously they were decimated in Fiji because tourism is such a big part of the industry. And um, and a lot of characters left and went to Australia and New Zealand and stuff. And then you've got kind of, we were only, only you know, we were a three-star resort, you know, and, the, and probably the, 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 the best in hospitality are at five-star resorts or whatever. And it's, and it's a tricky dynamic, right? At the best of times, like, you know, you're on your sun lounger, and you and like they're coming around and you want to have okay, well, I have a cocktail. Thanks, thanks for offering. You know, um, I'm paying for it. You know, but but you know, it is a service and you are paying for it. So do you know and it feels like an imposition. You know, you're like, <laughs> oh, on, yeah, it's okay. So, you want one? It's like you're in someone's house. You're in someone's house. Is you're in someone's mum's house, like a friend's mum who you don't really know. Like, do you want a cup of tea? And they obviously don't really want you there. Well, if, yeah, if you're having one yourself, oh, it's no bother. Yeah, how awkward. But even within that, though, there were lovely little moments of real, genuine, beautiful niceness where I think it might have just been our resort, honestly, but one of the fellas had rescued some baby turtles and was just genuinely, um, like, wanted to just show us that just niceness and took us into the back of his little shed. And they were, they were, Shepherd was the cutest thing I've ever seen, these little turtles in his little pool. And he goes, we're going to release them in a month, you know, and all this sort of stuff when they're ready to go back out and they'll live. And also, he has little Aww. pockets and nice moments, but but it was... turtle soup for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to dinner as well, the final thing I was saying, like, I went to the Posh Posh restaurant and um like as one night retreat and uh and so i went well if we're going for it i'm gonna go for it and i got the surf and turf and sheppy the freaking steak i got 
I tell you, it was like a dad <laughs> smaller than that. Like that was. Oh no! And then the the, the surf was this crab claw. No, sorry, lobster claw. But it was the claw. So <laughs> I had to get my teaspoon, and it would have fit on a teaspoon. The fish I got. <laughs> And G just got a regular steak and chips. It was basically a desperate dad, like you know. You turn into your dog, don't you? And you just sort of finish your dinner after her first mouthful, and you're just sort of looking at her drooling, you know. But um, <laughs> expect an eye. Um, yeah. Anyway, bad. So yeah, that was a nice holiday. All that we had a very relaxing time. And I read the book of The Haunting of Hill House. I haven't sat by a pool oh. the book in years, so that was very nice too. So. How nice. Yeah. Did you like it? How was it compared to the TV show? It's different, man. And you know what it feels like as well? It feels like it's a sort of a a blend of Bly Manor vibes as well, honestly. It's got mm -hmm. sort of a, an interesting, almost lesbian relationship in the heart of it. And um, mm. it's got... It, 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 because I, I don't know, because I saw the TV show first, it's hard to separate some of the, the juice of it and the juice sure. of the house. But I'll be honest, um, it's they really took the vibe and built on it like crazy in the TV yeah, show. Yeah, sure. And, um, yeah. That's fair, because I know it's not a big book, so I always assumed that he did, because you know, it's like, what, eight episodes more? So, yeah. And, and oh, I love that show. But yeah, I always assumed that, the, you know, that the modern stuff wasn't in it at all in any way, shape or form, even from the era. And it was all, you know, yeah. Good. Is it, is it, yeah. So do you, did you like? I, I dug it, it nice? I really dug it. I've read the opening page and I just, and I said to G, like, just read this opening page. This is going to be a stunner. It's going to oh. be a stunner. And um, yeah, and it was, it's so well written. It's really well written. It's brilliant. Nice. It's an excellent book. Excellent. Oh, good. Know. Susan yeah. Hill. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, Jeffy, you are Jesus, man. I'm so like amazed that your recall is amazing. This a lot of the time. It's well, WH Smith will do that to you. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, <laughs> down the aisle. <laughs> yeah. Forget I'm about for it. Chills. Well, they're multiplying on their oh, six <laughs> <laughs> they were not a fan of such shenanigans, I'll tell you that for nothing, no one. Uh, but nonetheless, I shot, soldiered on. Um, hey, listen, I want to mention, actually, before we get to the, the meat of it all. Yeah, um, how are you? I mean, well, never mind all that rubbish. Let me tell you about the 90s thrillers that I watched. Oh, yeah. Um, as, you, as you know, as I mentioned to you, I did, I did a season with Paul Martyr of, like, a very specific sub-genre in that, that early 90s house invasion-esque thriller. So I watched, in order, Sleeping with the Enemy, which is 91, The Hand of Rock the Cradle, Rocks the Cradle, 92, Pacific Heights, 90, Single White Female, 92, Unlawful Entry, 92. And I know there's a deception, again, with Demone, which was around that time, and I've never seen it, but, because, uh, but I, I just sort of stuck with those. Um, so what do you, do you, have you seen all of those? I know you've seen at least one I'm of them. I'm pretty sure I have seen them all to Bernaschepi, yeah. Yeah, all of them, yeah. I actually think maybe you and I in Ellery Close watched Sleeping with the Enemy, with maybe even your family, or at least your <laughs> mum and sister or something. I think maybe, maybe. And But we did watch Hand of Rocks of Cradle with Cranley Cinema. I've, I've never left the town one key since I've seen Sleeping with the Enemy. <laughs> I think, Sheppy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I never did before. 
right? I never will again. I am Patrick Bergen. Um, so Hang that's on. dark. Wasn't he Robin Hood in the same year or something? Yes. Like, yeah. Well, um, the year before, because it, it was the same year as the Costner. It was the duel of the Robin Hoods, and it wasn't much of a duel at all. Um, he got, you know, Paul Bergen got it between the eyes with the Costner arrow. Um, so he went all a quiver, you might say. So nonetheless, with that in mind, um, Bergen did do, yeah, so fuck, of course, yes, same year. Sorry, I was thinking of Handel's Criddle, Sleeping with the Enemy, 91. Absolutely right. What a year for Bergen. And you can imagine if Dalton had have done another bond in 93, and then in 95, it was clear, free and clear. And instead of going the Brosnan route, they sort of expanded on the Brosnan vibe. I mean, the, the Dalton vibe more. Um, and so Dalton leaves and then Bergen comes in. I could see that. Like, yeah. you know, Patriot Games was 92. Um, so I could see him as a viable Bond in the early 90s. So, so there you go. But not in the Brosnan style, more in the Dalton style. So, yeah, it's out of... I'll tell you, um, sleeping with the enemy, the problem is um, the Ben guy. Do you remember Ben? He's the other guy who she meets when she yeah. starts her new life. And he's meant to be really likable, but he, he's not. And also, he, um, he in the film are telling us that for Roberts to be happy, like she needs a man, and, and that's not good. And um, so that's awkward. And he's really annoying, and he's called Ben, so it's really annoying. He's got stupid hair, so it's even more annoying. Uh, it's like looking in a mirror, only not. So with that in mind, um, do you remember seeing Hand Rocks the Cradle in the cinema? I do. Did we have that, right? Please tell me. Yes, we did. We I saw it together again, in but... the old legal. Yeah. Uh, yes. And as soon as you said it to me, Sheppy, I remember you, but I just sent you a quick message and I said, is it justified that Julia Moore dies? Because I seem to remember like some glass falls on her, but like it's just sort of, it's, it could just it works. be a couple of scratches. But it could yeah. be a paper cut. Um, I will say that I've have, have you not seen Pacific Heights since I mean uh, Hand the Rocks of Cradle since the cinema? I, I saw I know I have yeah definitely I think it's one of those ones we had on video and like just watch loads. No, pretty, oh yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Um, when Julianne Moore does get it in the greenhouse, spoiler for Hand the Rocks of Cradle, um, it does work. Um, yeah, it, it could she could conceivably have survived, but it's also conceivable that she's dead and then she's discovered by Skoropko. Uh, who loses her, her ship, and you, you see Julianne there, and she, yeah, she's proper cut up, eyes open, into camera type shit. Some bird's shit, yo. So, yeah, so it works, absolutely. Um, originally, apparently, though, it was the daughter who goes in there, and she survives, but she gets fucked up and goes to hospital, and Julianne Moore dies by lighting a cigarette in her car, but there's, like, some sort of gas leak in her car or something, and blows up. So there you go. Um... Uh, it's very good. It's my favourite. Um, and that might be partly nostalgia, but I do generally think it is. Um, you've seen Pacific Heights, I think, right? Yeah, it's the one I remember the least of that little collection, though, I've got to be honest. Or if, you, right. if you tell me Pacific Heights, I remember two things. Yeah. I seem to remember right. the bumping on the kitchen floor when they first get there. God knows why. Jesus. I, I know. Mm -hmm. and then, and... I know why. I know exactly why. It's that Modine arse. 
Jesus, I don't remember that, but now I do. And then um, I remember like going into the garage or something, and like Keaton just sort of turned his light on in his car or lights a yeah. cigarette or something, and you just see his face, and it's really creepy. It's, uh, yeah, she shines the torch, and he's just sitting there, and he doesn't blink. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, single white female? Well, just before we get there, though, Sheppy, is it good? Heights? What's the yes. reason it like? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shall I give you my order now, or should I wait till I've read? After we talked about it, but I, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, no, it is good. Um, it's not. Yeah, it's it's good, but it it's it's it works. I will say all of them are very very well directed, um, and they're all made by good people. Um, Pacific Heights is made by John Sassinger, who did Midnight Cowboy, um, amongst many other things. So that's nice. nice. Salinger. Um, so in any case. Uh, it's good. It's good. Yes. And On the direction point, Shappy, like actually, maybe, yeah, this is time to ask this question. Like, what I sort of love about the collection of those is they all do some really dark shit in them, which probably, you know, you just don't see as much now in movies. But you do, but they're more, it's more relegated to like indie movies or Netflix shows where they're taking the risks, maybe. You know, it's a very sweeping point. Yeah, but no, it's true. Saying, like, it's it's like true. A, big mainstream movie with a big cast and they'll go and do horrifying things like poor old Rebecca, Rebecca de Mornay goes in for her, you know, her exam right. and gets touched up and it's like, whoa. Yeah, it gets, she know. gets it up the snatch from Q. Sure. That, that, that won't fuck anyone up. So yeah. yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, it is hardcore and they are all hardcore. They all do have hardcore moments. Absolutely right. So that, that works. Yes. Single white female, Jimmy, 92. What do you think about that? <laughs> Well, again, all I remember is stiletto in the eye for the yeah. That's the what everyone remembers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah. I'll tell you, single falls apart um, like they often do, um, and they also and they decide to make a like a thingy on like you know she's not a full on nutter and she only sort of kills in self defence. Whereas surely you know after a slow burn, it'd be nice to have her like go on a full on blah, you know. Yeah. Um, so that that was my problem with that one, but again, it was really well made. Oh, your mate Stephen Tobolowsky's in it, of course he is. And he touches up uh, Fonda. He gets a right Fonda. He's fond of her. So nonetheless, um, but I, I, yeah, I I'd seen it once before, ages and ages ago, in the nineties. Um, but I knew then that I wasn't loving it. And watching it now, I haven't changed my mind. But it's okay. It's good. And what about unlawful entry? Well, I think we saw that together. On video, I'm uh, I it. think we saw that together in Copenhagen, or therefore, or not, you know, in the Denmark area, uh, at your dad's place. We watched it, I believe, around the same time as that amazing one, which name I've now forgotten. When jumps out, you got me. Hey, uh, was end. it pay off? Oh pay off, <laughs> pay off for life. Brilliant. So we watched pay off, and we watched unlawful entry, and forty towers. So with that in mind. Um, what do you remember? Have you seen it since? Uh, I have seen it. I remember it's a good Liotta. I remember he's super duper yes. crispy. And he's uh, fresh off, um, you know, like he's two years after Goodfellas, so he's right, pure. Because he regenerated in like the late 80, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, and then never stopped. You know, he's, he's only ever been two Liottas, um, and and he's still in his prime Goodfellas, Liotta here, mm -hmm. and he's brilliant. 
Yeah. And that's it. And I love that he's sort of this double threat to Kurt Russell, which is that obviously he's a cop gone wrong. And then he's also, you know, just super duper handsome. Like like you say, yeah. pre-regeneration. So he's a bit of a yeah. Nicky Madeline Stowerfer, right? You know what I mean? It's a bit, yeah. And before he, he go, yeah, before the mask starts to drop and before he starts showing, you know, dodgy signs, like right at the beginning, he's sort of their friend after everything, you know, when he meets them. And he, and he gets invited around for a barbecue and he's being really relaxed. It's like he's so disarming and so fucking handsome. And it's like, yeah, man. And, you know, Stowe, she's going to be a stowaway, if you know what I'm saying. So that was that was wicked. Uh, good old Madeline Stowe, by the way. She had a, a time, didn't she? Good yeah. for her. Like, late you know what I early. need to rewatch is Mohicans, because I have not seen that, Sheppy. I'm going to tell yeah. you, this, probably not since cinema, but... Since the video really yeah. just say, yeah, I just and play. Yeah. Wherever you go, I will find you. Well, look, um, yeah, no, fair play, fair play to all of that. By the mm. way, I needed to say about Pacific Heights that um, <laughs> that <doesn't> <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what can I say? I do an excellent day, Lewis. Everyone knows it. Ask anyone. Um, Pacific Heights, I need to quickly say that Modine, I've never liked Modine. I've always liked the idea of Modine, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but in the films where I'm sure he's meant to be likeable, like Pacific Heights, and I'm going to also say Married to the Mob, I'm sure he's meant to be likeable, and he's so annoying, uh, he's so unlikable, not just annoying, but he's just an unlikable presence. Uh, so, so that's a problem in Pacific Heights. He doesn't get fucked up enough, even though he does get fucked up a bit when he gets shot. Anyway, so that's all right. Unlawful Entry, I really liked, and it was actually too well directed. Unlawful Entry has some shots that would be in any amazing, like, you're a PTA or a Scorsese, like, really good stuff. And you're like, oh, that's deep as well as clever, technically, and stuff like that. Oh, I love it. So, um, What's my, the order? my order is my favorite is hand then it's entry then it's heights then it's enemy and then it's female uh, that's yeah that's the way it goes uh, and i stand by it um yeah about hand and entry are actually really close but hand gets hand is really good but um but it, i know there's a little bit of nostalgia mixed in there even though we saw entry in around you know only like a couple of years after it came out so anyway there you go jimmy Nice, Sheppy. I just I want to mention. Well, look, well, we're on the viewing debrief, and in case we keep all this in, like for the public sure. record, I managed to see Deliverance as well over the period. Mm. I've not seen that before. And on a Sunday to... morning. Yeah, man. Which I found astonishing. Which, yeah. by the way, I think I saw it on a Sunday morning, just, I think. <laughs> How lovely. What prompted you just to open that? I've been door? trying to do it, man. I've been trying to watch things. Funny enough, on Sunday morning, it's just a nice vibe. Post breakfast, yeah. before I do anything else of the day, I'm just trying to like like recreate my youth. Like I remember watching movies a lot on Sunday mornings, so I just sort of like yeah, I just and it was just there on my list, you know. That I'd kind of yeah, that's cool. Get the plus sign on and never got round to. And I thought, well, let's bloody do it, and it's <laughs> you know immediately in because they all just sort of on a trip and they arrive somewhere and then you're just on the journey with them, which is my favourite gimmick, and um. And then, you know, like just, it was just such a freaking treat, Sheps, you know. And uh, even just to see our man from Beverly Hills Cop playing his banjo and like, you know, just being. Yeah, just, right. 
and it's such an iconic scene for a reason because it's a really good scene yeah the whole thing was amazing and the fact that like it was on such a shoestring and no one's really a super duper star at the time so they're all doing yeah hunts and like this makes such a difference when you can just see them in the canoes going through the rapids mm -hmm. i mean I was just thinking it must be whales or something, you know, because they are really doing those in very dodgy looking canoes. No, no, they're just doing yeah. it. You know, it's amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I just thought it was a, a great, great, great movie, Sheppy. I heard a story where Borman and uh, and Reynolds, and it was during the bit where Reynolds goes down the rapids without the boat, and none of the stuntmen wanted to do it, or, or like you say, there weren't stuntmen. And they were like, they, maybe they had a dummy, but it looked shit. Good, but it was really dangerous. And Reynolds used to be a stuntman. They said, "Oh, this is bullshit. I'll just do it." And Borman's like, "You're just gonna look like uh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna look like a dummy going down the rapids." And he's like, oh, "I'm gonna do it." And he did it, and uh, he almost drowned. And he came out, and, and he said to Borman, "How did I look?" Because you look like a dummy going down the rapids. <laughs> so, but but it, again, um, it's it it pays off because no, it does look like. Sort of being risking his life unnecessarily for art. So good for him. So yes. Good and uh, poor old Ned Beatty. Poor old Ned Beatty. Jesus Christ. What a scene as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and you kind of it's one of those ones where you've heard the quotes, you've probably seen a lot of the pastiches, but not really seen it in context. So it still takes you by surprise. And then like it's just really it's something else that moment. Again, another thing you probably not certainly not in a mainstream movie you wouldn't get that today. Like, do you know what I mean, yeah, like that, yeah. it's really the way they do it is very disturbing, and uh, yeah, man, and like the ambiguity at the end, I really I dug it all. I dug it all. I dug it all. Yeah, that's yeah. great, man. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that that's tasty. Listen, um, this is going to be massive anyway, but I I also just want to quickly mention Only Bulls and Horses because we I'm watched sorry. season two and season three. Um, we're, we're, we're racing through it. We're galloping through it. Um, it's been a huge hit. Um, so our two main things at the moment are um, it's, a, it's, only, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and only bulls and horses with some cheers sometimes sprinkled in. But the two mainstays are, are these two. And, uh, and yeah, they've been... Season two, I'm going to say, Boise, he's he popped up before but now he's in season two like maybe even episode one he's shown in like a major role for the first time and as a proper massive cunt like really genuinely nasty and um, a true villain and they play cards it was really good and it they, and they and Dell kind of wins at the end but then he kind of fucks it up a little bit um so he still hasn't had a pure victory yet and keeps losing oh but the, the, they, they, they did Christmas specials um, from the off, which I didn't know. And season two Christmas specials starts a thread which is pulled further in season three, where basically Dell isn't just trying to get laid. He's, he does want to have a love and he does want to have a love of his life and a kid and a family in that sense. And, and the Christmas episode of season two is he finds like this woman and the death the, the husband's left and it's like a six-year-old son or something and he basically just goes with them and abandons rogers and grandpa and it um and you you're on, you see both their sides but ultimately dell is being like really selfish and he proposes to her the episode um uh, the, she's called heather and the episode is called diamonds are for heather 
um, and he gives her a ring but she's like Dell I didn't know you even felt like this um my husband's phoned and he wants to try again so we're moving to Dorset or something and he's like right right oh I'm sorry and he goes home and he's really really sad and it's like there's a joke at the end you know to send us off but it's like oh fuck poor old Dell but also he was really selfish so it's like kind of an interesting choice for a Christmas episode but good um that's so, so that's right what you're experiencing there, and I'm going to have to do this lap too now because it's like it did get gimmicky. And then, you know, like we've said before, like they jumped the shark when they've won the money, but just that like, it did get gimmicky. And, you know, to have it without gimmick and just the, the characters you love have some really meaty mm. plot points like that is really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, massively. I wonder if Sullivan was playing the long game and he was thinking of Raquel and like, so he knew that Dell was one day going to win, but he had to lose a lot of times first. Maybe. And you find out that Dell's been engaged, like, as Rodney says, more times than the um, telephone board. Um, it's, um, it's funny stuff. And he's, um, and Dell, yeah, and it happens again in, in season three where he falls in love with someone who's using him. Um, but then at the end, there is a twist. and He doesn't turn the tables by massive coincidence. She fucks herself and she's totally fucked. And then Dell's like, oh, good luck, sweetheart. And he leaves. So he kind of wins by default, but he was totally ready to be with her. And she's like, be with you, you silly little man. You know, that sort of shit. And he's like, so she reveals herself to be a massive villain, which the audience all knew because it's obvious, but Dell's, you know, a bit of an idiot. Oh, season three also introduces Slater. Do you remember him? Played by Jim Broadbent. Oh, yeah. Broadbent, oh, yeah. yes. He's like the bent copper, and he's an old school. They all went to school, Boise and Trigger and um, and Dell and Denzel, probably. Um, and so, but he, he was always like the unpopular one who they all picked, or not picked on, but he was always the one who was like, got the, the shitty stick, and now he's grown up to be like, you know, a, a bent copper, and they were like, fuck. And it's great. And Broadbent was offered Del Boy, apparently, originally, but he didn't want to commit to a show. So, hooray for everyone. But that would have been interesting. But yeah, he's amazing as Stacey. He'd have been all right, wouldn't he, Broadbent? Of yes. course, Jason is irreplaceable, but, you know... You can't, can't imagine him. anyone else. But yeah. yeah. I am... Um, yeah, no, it's wonderful. I love this sort of... Um, it's a pod out there, Sheppy. I think I've talked about it before, but it's called The Rewatchables. And one of the things they have as a category against the film is like um, Apex Mountain. Is it the Apex Mountain for anybody that's appearing in the movie or or not? Like, you know, is it the moment where they had the most juice or they were like the biggest that could possibly be? And David Jason, man, I there must be a point in time, like in the 90s, where he is Del Boy, Pop Larkin, Killer, the voiceover of everything. <laughs> like he's Mr. Toad. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Toad. He's the biggest megastar Britain. DC Frost. And yet, like DC Frost as well, maybe all those cap Defrost and Larkin over that, probably. Anyway. No, I, think... I know, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. But um, but they continue to do horses, so that overlapped. Yeah. And like, you know, he is one of those humongous stars in Britain. Probably no one in America knows about maybe sure. Fools and Horses, but maybe you know, no one in the rest of the world. Yeah, amazing. I think Only Fools and Horses is popular in, in random places like Romania. I think 
Well, I, I think um, Nicholas Lindhurst was in Romania once on holiday or something, which fits, and some and everyone was shouting "You plonker" at him. So, <laughs> so, but you're right. I'm sure it is interesting how large a star he is here and not not anywhere else. So, yeah, totally, it's good right. stuff. Yeah, man, that's cool. Well, look, I can't. I'm going to try and do a second lap ASAP as well. He's big here too. Yeah. Um, so oh, may I may I just say about the broadbent episode? It's amazing, and everything in a way has been building to this. And it's this big interrogation scene, and Dell is apparently just like at his wit's end, and he's been broken down, broken down, broken down by by Slater, and he's a broken man, and he's going to sign and everything. And right at the end, he flips it, and bang! It's like a it's like a hard out into the music. That's it, exactly. Um, and with very little reaction time, so Dell drops it, you suddenly realise, and Slater realises that he's been flipped. And and it's also amazing, because that hard out leaves you reading in a really good way. And so season three has this really triumphant moment for Dell, where finally he starts to win, and he starts to win in like the most cool, massive way ever. It's not a slow trickle. He's like, pow! Um, and it feels like, I've said it before, like Larry and Kerb, it like feels totally like he's earned it, which is beautiful. So that's that's nice. right. Oh, cool! I can't wait to watch it. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, but he does he does drop quite a few racial slurs um, uh, quite often, as it turns out. So that's something to watch out for. Yeah, that's a shame. An old chum of mine, Frankie, um, has a podcast. Has several podcasts, which I recommend. Um, but specifically, she has one about the TV show with David Suchet of, of Quiro um, mm. called The Labours of Hercule, which I do recommend for anyone who might listen to this. Anyway, they had Hugh Fraser on an episode who played Hastings um, mm. in most episodes. And what, what a coup. And she put out there, does anyone have any questions uh, for Hugh Fraser when he's on our podcast? And I asked the question, not expecting it to be asked. My question was, what was it like being kneecapped by Harrison Ford in Patriot Games? And <laughs> she wrote to me and said, I asked him. So I, you know, I, I listened to the, the episode, which is excellent. And when they ask him that question, he bursts out laughing. And then he gives a really good answer and really gives it a serious considered oh, answer. Nice, and so it was very nice. A good old Hugh Fraser, I say. And good old everything. And good old Quiro. <laughs> and good old Jack Ryan shooting him in the knee. <laughs> You're getting a lot of traction on your questions. I like it. People, like, <laughs> yeah, nice. that's cool, man. That's really cool. Um, good for them on their pod as well. That's nice, man. All right. Well, listen, like Jimmy. Man, we've got. I, mean... <laughs> I know, I know, and I knew all of that, but I knew I had to do the update. I knew, I just knew I had to. But yeah, I'm going into this. I'm I'm going in this with my eyes open. Well, I've taken my socks off to keep myself (laughs) awake. All right. Well, listen, let me say with um, full gusto, welcome. With a heavy heart (laughs) and laden shoulders. (laughs) Welcome to Shoulders of Giants. I'm Jimmy. Hello, I'm Sheppy. We'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at shoulderspod.com or shoulderspod at Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.